All right, all right, all right. We got a good episode today. It's the first trainer I've had. We've got the director of strength and conditioning for football at the University of Arizona. Excuse me. Brian Johnson is here. He is formerly the assistant for the 49ers uh, strength uh, coaches, LSU, Texas A&M, and now he's the director for uh, University of uh, Arizona. Brian, what's going on, man? How much? How you doing? Good, good. So, like I said before, you were, you know, the assistant for other college programs and even for um, a uh, NFL team, and we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But what I want to know is I want to know your tr- transition from just being a assistant at other programs to now you're kind of overseeing everything at uh, Arizona. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, just like everything, your experiences, you know, kind of mold and groom you to – to be something better if that's what you're working towards. And when I got into this business, I knew that I always wanted to be a head strength coach. Um, so it's just all about putting myself in position uh, to get to do that and not only just get that job, but, you know, to be the best at it. Uh, so all of those stops, working for mentors um, and, and, and some of the people that are considered some of the best in the business, uh, was very uh, integral and kind of molded me to be what I am today. Right, and and like who was one of those mentors? If uh, if you have somebody in mind, uh, so Tommy Moffitt uh, at LSU, who was my college strength and conditioning coach. Um, you know, being a player up under him was a lot different uh, than coaching, uh, because right. as a player, there were a lot of things that he did that I didn't understand. Uh, but then having an opportunity to coach. Uh, and be, you know, work under him uh, as a coach, uh, gave me that outlook and into exactly what we were doing, but also why we were doing it. Right. And then after that, going to the 49ers, Mark Uyama, who's now the director of human performance at the Minnesota Vikings, also became a mentor uh, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, uh, just because he, he had a vast knowledge and, and I won't say that his knowledge set was more than Coach Moffitt's. They just looked at things in different ways. And that was kind of the my intro into, you know, the, one of the – you know, strength conditioning is like an art, right? Everybody kind of looks at something, and then they come up with their own translation, and they're able to kind of put it on canvas. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's when I was able to see that when I went to San Francisco and worked for another strength coach that – we're all doing the same thing. It's just about how you interpret what you're seeing or whatever you're interpreting and then how you're putting it on canvas. Um, and it's, it doesn't make it any more better than anybody else's. Uh, but it, it just is your translation and how you organize it and how you do it. So me leaving Coach Moffitt and going uh, to the 49ers and seeing that in Coach Uyama uh, became my outlook into, the, into that aspect of it. Okay. So those are those are probably my two biggest mentors. And I have a lot of I mean, I have mentors that have nothing to do with strength and conditioning who are football coaches. I have mentors that aren't even football coaches or anything in sports. So I like to draw things from all of those people. Gotcha. And so far, like what's been like the biggest difference? Is it more like workload since you're, you know, kind of the you know, like uh, you're the head guy now at Arizona or is it? something else that uh goes along with that title yeah i mean it 
you know, one thing I say is, is that now that I'm a director, I, I would be uh, the best assistant ever in the world if I had to go back and be in an assistant role because right. now I truly understand what a director has to deal with. It's not just about writing programs and coaching the players. You got to deal with head coach, assistant coaches. Um, you got to deal with an a couple of administrators. You know, you might have an administrator that uh, also understands sports performance, but then you, you might have some administrators that don't really know everything that it entails and that it takes. Uh, and you have to be able to communicate with them. You got to be able to communicate with a nutritionist. You got to be able to communicate with a sports scientist and you got to be able to communicate with the athletic training staff. So there are a lot of different people that you have to communicate with that all communicate differently, just not even from because they're a different individual, but because of their expertise uh, and some of the language and, and, and things that they use. And also that their, you know, their canvas is completely different from yours and other people that you've been around. Right. So, you got to be able to communicate with all of these people and, you know, help them understand exactly what you're doing and what you're trying to do and, and, and why, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. as an assistant, you never had to do that. You just, you, 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 you might print out something for your head strength coach. You obviously assist and help with the groups, but it's a lot of more repeating what that head strength coach is saying. If you're a good assistant, uh, but now as a head guy, I have to create the language. Right. Um, and a lot and a lot of people don't understand that and uh, they underestimate how difficult that is, is I have to I have to I have to create a language and, it, and I have to get everyone to buy in and understand that language. And then I have to change it depending on who I'm talking to. Definitely. So so kind of that kind of loosely kind of goes into the next question I want to ask is when you do have to or when you switch programs, either whether it's LSU, Texas A&M, 49ers what's that like kind of acclimating to the new school and, and like the kids, because I'm sure you don't have like some cookie cutter program, you know, you got to like make, you know, different workouts for certain individuals, certain teams. So what was that like kind of going around the different schools and other uh, programs? Well, first and foremost, I mean, you just have to look at resources. <clears throat> My first job was at Florida state where there were unlimited resources and I was dealing with the top point zero 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 one percent uh, of athlete, right? I mean, I'm, I was working with the most right. elite in, in the world. And that's that's proven because if I go back and I look at the, the, the roster for Florida State, the amount of guys that played in the NFL, what got drafted, played in the NFL, and are still playing when it's Super Bowls, it's ridiculous, right? Um, and then my first head job two years after I started at Florida State was University of Akron. <laughs> Great, okay. great school, great school. I was actually surprised at the facilities, but they weren't anywhere. The the facilities weren't anywhere near what Florida State was. Course, and yeah. I mean, there were guys that I coached at Akron that are playing in the NFL. Great athletes, great people, great human beings. But whereas at Florida State I had a, a locker room full of them at Akron, I might have I might have had like four or five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, plus the resources weren't as great at Florida State. We had almost, I want to say, almost 20 racks. At Akron, I want to say platforms, we might have had eight to ten. And then on the other side of the weight room were the squat and bench racks. And we shared it, you know, you had to share that room with everybody. So you had limited time where you could get those sports in there. 
Um, so learning how to work with limited resources and, and being creative of how you space out the weight room and who goes what when you have a group of 30, 40 people um, kind of helps you uh, formulate a recipe for wherever you have to go. Um, and then, yes, you know, even being here at the University of Arizona, you know, it's, 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 it's a division one. It's a powerful school. Um, I think more people here love basketball than they love football. There is a great fan base here for football, um, but I'm used to at Florida State and LSU football being king. You yeah. know what I mean? Where yeah. no one's talking about anything but yeah, Florida State but football, football. LSU football. You know what I'm saying? And, and other sports do get a lot of love, but you know, you know who's king. And in here, I mean, traditionally Arizona. I mean, how many people do they have in the NBA? You know, they have championships here and Final Four appearances. I mean, it's a great tradition. So, you know, also being at a place where kind of basketball reigns king and that is the main sport, um, you know, we don't have bad – we have really good resources here. Um, but we don't have it as, once again, as many guys that are drafted, first-round draft picks uh, here at Arizona than we that I had at LSU or, or Florida State. So it's just all about understanding what you have. I can't train these guys like I would train uh, at Florida State. I mean, we got, you know, there are freshmen at LSU and Florida State that you saw them walk through the door and you're like, they're first-round draft picks. Yeah, automatic. At play, at here, you there's more of a developmental aspect. It's not just about pushing them to the limit and that's, you know, and then just throwing them out there on the field. You really have to become individualized. You really have to look at what you have, what is the need. Um, what you're getting in and, 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 and development has to be a key. Now, yes, development for me would be the same if I had guys, you know, the LSU uh, type caliber guys. Um, but, you know, whereas LSU might be the point zero 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 one percent here at Arizona, we're probably like point zero 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 percent. You know what I'm saying? Point one percent. I mean, I got gotcha. they're still they're still very elite. Um, but, you know, you don't have a three deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to develop that freshman to become uh, a draft pick, a oh, first-rounder. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jamal Adams, you knew he was a first-round draft pick. They won at LSU, right? And I got some guys here at Arizona that could be first-round draft picks that could be, but it's going to all be about, you know, what I'm doing in the weight room, what their position coach is doing, and, you know, what how serious they take it. Um, so there's just a there's a there's a lot when you step into a building like that, you know, first you, you first rounders are everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And in yeah. Arizona, you got a you got a great. You, I mean, like you got, we got Teddy Bruschi, we got Lance Briggs, uh, uh, we got uh, Gronkowski, Nick Foles. You had those type of people. Uh, you know, Ricky Hundley. You had those guys up on the on the rafters and then you know in the stands. Yeah. Chuck Cecil, you have those people, um, but it's you know even those guys are you know a little ways back. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, it's just a, it's a different approach from a developmental aspect and even a motivational aspect. Like, hey, why don't you guys be the first ones to kind of bring that caliber back to school? So there are a lot of different things when you know that are entailed when you when you're going from place to place and you, and you know being at a bunch of different places and seeing a lot of different things kind of help form uh, my philosophy, I guess, if you want to call it that, yeah. uh, it's, it's how I train and how I develop my athletes. 
Okay. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it might even come down to, like, just, like, a mindset, you know what I mean? Like, of the players that yeah. they got to, you know, start to establish. Like you said, sure. to kind of bring, like, uh, you know, the tradition back to, like, Arizona football instead of basketball. But Right, right. Um, so maybe you can kind of take something that you learned from the NFL and sort of, like, implement to a college kid because what I want to ask you is what is, like, the biggest differentiator from these guys in the NFL that, like, that separates them from a kid that's going to stop playing after college, you know, and right, right. maybe taking something from them that you could bring over to Arizona. So what are some of those things? Right. Uh, so the biggest thing in college is, is now it's like a real business, which we're about to see in college now because you have the likeness stuff coming up, right? Yeah. Yep. Everything, everything in the NFL is about, is, is about branding, but it's also about, you know, those, those guys are very, uh, particular about what they're doing and how they're doing it. You know what I mean? So I think that's where a lot of my individualized, uh, the, the individualization, individualization of training came from what I saw in the NFL is I can't train the rookie. Like I trained the 15 year vet. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't train, uh, you know, Anquan Bowden or Joe Staley. Like I trained, you know, young gunner. You know, uh, and plus, if you haven't been with some of those people from the beginning, they have a routine. They have certain lifts and things that they like to do in the off season. Yeah. Uh, they they have things that they like to do in the in season. You know what I mean? So it's all about that personal personalization because the last thing you want is a guy that's been in the league for 10, 15 years. That's a guy going to a gym saying this dude doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And also <laughs> – you got to, like, um, earn their trust in the sense, you know what I mean? Because, like, if they've been there for a while and they might have had one guy that's in their corner, and, you know, like, you got to, you know, kind of step they in know. there for them to trust they you. They know what's good. Yeah, they know what's good and they know what's crap, right? <laughs> so um, even though it, what you're doing might be great, it might be – you might be able to prove it scientifically and it might be some of the best stuff anybody's seen. If that player doesn't believe in it, then it sucks. Yeah. So you have to be able, you have to be a good listener. You have to be a good watcher. You have to be a great communicator uh, because if let's say that player is doing something that could hinder them from being the best that they could be, you have to be able to convince them that, Hey, what you've been doing for the last nine, 10 years could be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have to, and you better make sure they see the results of that. So that's really what I brought to college. I mean, it shouldn't be any different. You know, I got more people in college. Um, so I have to, I can't be as individualized as I could be maybe in NFL room or if I was a basketball strength coach, we only have 15 people, yeah. you know, that's, it's that writing 15 different programs is nothing. All right. It's trying to write 15 different programs for 120 guys. That's the hard part. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only five of us. Uh, and not writing them is a hard part, but actually implementing them and watching them and make sure that they're going the way they're supposed to be going is the hard part. So, you know, you take you take what you can from the NFL. Uh, you know, those guys are making a lot of money, so it's just a lot more at stake. Uh, yep. You know, a guy gets injured and he goes down, like there's a calculator that starts. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And that calculator yeah. is, is measuring how much money the organization is losing because that player is out. And if you have anything to do with that, which – we all know as strength coaches, we're going to be the first stop when it comes to that stuff. You know, they're putting that on your tab. So you can't run that tab up. 
so in a lot of times you can't even really train like you want to just because you want to make sure that nobody's walking out of your weight room going to the training room you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah uh but but it but it but it, it it makes you more careful it makes you a little more strategic it makes you if it makes you read you know 10 more chapters or just 10 more pages or you know, do a little more due diligence, then, you know, you're becoming a better strength coach and you're probably doing what's better for the athlete anyway. Uh, so, you know, you just kind of take that same approach and you bring it to college. You know, yes, there's a, there's a, there's a more, probably more of a developmental aspect in the college guys because they're younger. And once you get a certain amount of NFL guys, they're not developing as fast or uh, there's, there's less adaptation probably just because of the simple fact that they, are in their peaking most of them are in their peaking years uh but when you get to college you still have to have you it's got to be detailed and your main uh objective better be uh development period and and, and that's and, and that looks different for everybody absolutely yeah so last question i got is uh in your experience with uh college guys now what is the biggest um, struggle that they'll have in the weight room coming from a senior in high school and being a freshman in college? What's like the biggest adjustment they have to make in order to improve their game? Um, well, they got to, they got the biggest is that you have to get out of that. I can power clean 315 pounds. I can back squat 500 pounds and I can bench press 365 pounds. Uh, because none of those numbers mean that you're going to be a good football player. Right. Um, you know, you have to be willing to take a couple steps back. Well, yeah, you bench press 365 pounds because that's the only pressing or that's the only thing you've ever done, right? When yeah. I start throwing in a bunch of back exercises, the posterior chain exercises, and it's tearing you up, that means there are a lot of things physically that you just don't have, yeah. right? Your shoulders are rolled forward. Yeah, so, yeah, you can bench a bunch of weight. But then when I start working on other things, that bench press might get a little weaker just because I'm demanding more from the, the, the body that supports that. So, uh, you know, you're, yeah, you might be able to power clean 315 pounds, but it looks terrible. And you're going to have some back issues, shoulder issues, elbow issues if you don't fix some of that technique. Uh, so, you know, they, from high school guys, you just got to, like, you, you have to get them to understand, like, we got to do a movement assessment and some of your workouts will probably just consist of a kettlebell and some dumbbell. You might, you might not even see a barbell for like three months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, getting them out of that, I mean, let's take you out to the field. If you can do some, re some body weight squats, some reverse lunges, uh, some push-ups, as active recovery, you know what I'm saying? In between some tempo runs, then, uh, okay, yeah, maybe you are ready, but if you can't do a reverse lunge or just a simple plyo push-up to push yourself off the ground, but you're telling me you can bench press 400 pounds, come on, man. You know, <laughs> you, that your strength is not transferable to the field, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, that's the biggest thing is trying to get them to understand, like, we have to build you so that what we're doing, what you're able, the numbers that you're putting up translate into the production that you're getting on the field. And we can keep you healthy as offensive lineman. Yeah, it's cool that you can bench press 400 pounds, but you'll never have to bench press 400 pounds in the game. Can you push yourself off the ground into a plyo push-up? Okay, now that tells me you might have a, you might be able to punch somebody 
off of you in a in a in a pass set when you pass blocking, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, we got to work on some isometric yielding and overcoming because that's what's gonna tell me that you can uh, pancake somebody on fourth and goal. You know what I'm saying? When we need that to happen, that 400 pound bench press, that's not doing any of that. So right. that's the biggest thing is getting those high school guys to understand that there's a there, there's a lot more develop. And I mean, I've seen it even out of the best athletes I've ever coached. They come in and there's still a lot that they need. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a good point. You know, I kind of thought you were going to say something like technique with their, with their training. And I, I'm sure some guys do have that issue, but I like what you yeah, said. There, sure. kinda, you know, um, being able to translate what you do in the weight room onto the field, not just putting up numbers in the weight room. So. I yeah. Think. I mean, even before I, even before I had to start teaching technique, right. I, I mean, if I haven't evaluated how you move, right. With a with just body weight, Technique doesn't even matter. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like we can we can preach technique all day, uh, but if I haven't fixed the first, if I haven't evaluated and, and tried to fix the first issue, and that's any deficiency in movement, yeah. it doesn't matter. Even with decent technique, if there's something going wrong in that ankle or that near that hip, we're still adding volume onto uh, uh, dysfunction. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that is my first thing: is is movement, and then we can get to the technique. Absolutely. So that's all I got. Uh, thank you right. so much for taking your time. Uh, no, no problem. Much appreciated. I, I, you know, I think this would be important for any, uh, you know, not even football player, but, you know, any kind of athlete going into college, you know, making sure that you're able to, you know, do workouts that can acclimate to whatever sport you're playing. So I appreciate sure. your knowledge, man. I appreciate it. No, no problem. All right. Signing off.